What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. All right. Okay. okay. Well, okay. This, this next guest uh, is a very, very special guest, right? She was actually our first guest that we've ever had on the Melanin Money Show. So we had, we did a bunch of solo episodes amongst us. And we got to bring some people on the show, right? Yeah, yeah. So we went, we're out in LA, or it was LA? Miami. 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 We're out in Miami. Miami. And we said, we, who could be a great first guest to kick this off, right? Yeah. And so we decided to make a full circle moment and bring our first official guest back as our only repeat guest, right? Um, this woman is, is a powerhouse. She's impacting so many people in all that she does. I, I would try to give her a title, but I probably wouldn't do it justice. Um, so we're just going to bring up the one, the only, Ellie Talks Money. Can he all figure out of applause? Y'all get up, 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 get up. Hey. I love it. Let's get into it. It's that big, big energy for me. Yeah. Very big. But first of all, y'all, isn't it giving oh, like first lady? First lady vibes? <laughs> One queen, day. Queen it's giving, I made a million and I want to teach y'all how to do it too. Exactly. Yeah. So we can all live our best life. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 <laughs> so since we did have the, the awesome benefit of having Ellie on our show once before, you know, hopefully you guys got a chance to watch it. If you didn't go back and watch that. Yes. Um, so we won't go super deep on the backstory, but I think it is very important to set the stage and let people know, you know, kind of how you got to this point, right? So from, was it seven? How much was the STEMI? $1,200, right? $1,200. Who remembers those stimulus checks? Raise your hand. STEMI. Don't act like you didn't get one. Don't act like that. $1,200. $1,200 to where are we at now? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so well, right, let's doing, say we did a million a few times, you know, a, a few times, a few times. Right. <laughs> so, so just, just give us, like, how do we get there? How do you go from 1,200 to a few, a million a few times? A million a few right? times. Um, in, in such a short period of time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, thank y'all again for having me, of course. And Absolutely. shout out to this beautiful audience. Let me hear y'all just clap for yourselves real quick. Yes, yes. I love the fact that you are all here in the room. That says a lot about you. That says a lot about where you want to go. And I think for me, you know, going from $1,200 to my first, my first million happened in 10 months from the $1,200. Um, it happened very, very quickly. So life really changed. And I think for me, when I think about how it all came together, because I still have sticker shock, you know? Two years ago, which is not that long, 24 months, I was still at my mom's house, right? I was in her living room. Like, I still remember it, right? It's not like five years, 10 years ago. This was just two Decembers ago that we had Christmas in my mother's living room, you know, right across from my bed, right across from the twins' bed. So for me, with that sticker shock, I think when I go back and think about what really had to happen for 1,200 to turn into a million, is I really had to realize that, you know, when we're in these dark places, sometimes it feels like we've been buried. It feels like everything is ending. It feels like 
this is just done. There is no light after this. But a quote that I found during that time was when you're in a dark place and it feels like you've been buried, perhaps you've just been planted. So you should bloom. Somebody say bloom. <laughs> Somebody say bloom. So, you know, and I don't even know how that quote came across my phone. I can't remember now, but I kept that as my screensaver for pretty much that entire year. And I think for a lot of us, we go through these times in our life, we go through these difficulties, and it's very easy to go straight into victim mode, right? I had just gotten a divorce, four kids, I'm breastfeeding twins at the time. There's just all the things that I could say, oh, I'm here because of this person, I'm here because of this person. But you know what? I had to recognize that God is not going to put you in a situation unless he knows that there's something you're supposed to do after that, right? It's never, yeah. You know, he's never going to close a window and a door at the same time. So I decided to just take responsibility and say, you know what, I am here. I have experience. It's not like I don't know what I'm doing, right? I've worked in corporate America. So instead of going into victim and feeling like I can't, let me just shift the mindset and say, well, I can't get a job because nobody's hiring me, but what I can do is take that information and just deliver it straight to the internet. And I think doing that, well, turned into something. I guess I did something right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I did a little something right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like you almost have to brainwash yourself into success. I feel like it's mm -hmm. so easy, especially for us as women, to have low self-confidence, right? And not really trust ourselves and think, oh, we can't do this. And I think you really have to brainwash yourself into success. Yeah. So how do you I do know. that? I think that's such a good term, right? I think that, you know, something that I used to tell myself is I have to have the audacity to believe that I can do this. And sometimes being audacious is looked down upon, right? But you can be audacious and still be polite. You can be audacious and still very nice. You know, I think it's so easy for us to put ourselves in a box and to put these limitations on ourselves based on, you know, I'm the, only, I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. My dad is an immigrant. My mom, you know, was a single mother. She worked as a substitute teacher. So because we don't always see what's possible, it's easy for us to say, well, this is my plateau. I'll probably get here, right? Maybe if I push, I'll get here. But, you know, I want you guys to all say the word limitless. Ooh, y'all feel very limited. Let me hear that again. <laughs> Somebody say limitless. limitless. Thank you. That's the energy. And that's the energy I want you to carry into 2023. So when I think about brainwashing myself, even on the days when I don't feel it, even on the days when I don't believe it, I have to stand up and look at myself in the mirror and tell myself, today you're going to be great because greatness is who you are. Even when you don't feel like it that day, you have to do it and to go after it. Because when we think about it, the limitations we place on ourselves they're just fabricated. So the same energy we put into saying, I can't do it, imagine if we put that same energy into I can do it all, mm. you know? And that is, that's how you brainwash yourself. Yeah. I, I think one of my favorite quotes is that, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm, right? Exactly. So we are, you know, the, the inner me is the inner me. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you have to say to those, especially those mothers out there, right? Yeah. That want to become a first generation millionaire. Where my, mom, where my mom's at, raise your hand. Where my mommy millionaire is hey. at. <laughs> okay. So what do, you have, what do you have to say to those mothers that want to be a millionaire, want to start the business, 
but have that um, imposter syndrome where I feel like they can't because they have kids, or they can't because they have to run a family. What yeah. do you say to those people? I would definitely say, um, you know, imposter syndrome is real, and I think for black women, we deal with it more than pretty much any other group in society because we're always made to believe that we can't do something versus that we can. Um, and for me, being a mom, achieving this, and why you know I created Mommy Millionaire or Mommy to Millionaire, and why I'm so excited about bringing more women through that program, you know, we have to look at our children like as our why, right? And a lot of time we do, you know, we love our children, but I think it goes beyond that. We have to see them as like the battery in our back, right? And for me, when I think about not keeping my word to myself or not fulfilling, you know, a goal, I think about my, ch my children seeing that and then also believing that it's okay for them to not keep their word to themselves or that it's okay for them to not do what they said they were going to do. And so when we kind of switch that and you realize, hey, I have to step up to the plate and not succumb to imposter syndrome because I don't want my daughter to go through that. I don't want my son to feel like he has to walk with his head down because I'm not being my full self right now, you know? And so when we look at it in that way, it changes things. And I think a real step and a real practice that everyone should do um, and that I did is you have to sit down and like make a list. You need to make a list of everything about yourself, all the things you know how to do, everything you've accomplished, the people that you've helped, any great thing that you have done, however small it may seem, you need to make that list because when that voice comes and tells you, oh, you can't do this, then you go back to the list and you say, but yes, I can because I've done it before. And yes, I can because I'm qualified to do it, right? So many of you have skills that you're gaining at your job, in the business that you have, just even advice you've been giving to friends and family your whole life, that's a qualification, right? You helping your friend to stay with her man for all these years, <laughs> that's a qualification, yeah. right? Relationship coach. You know, yeah. and so we have to really look at it that way, and that's why I agree with what Donnie was saying. You have to look at these things as massive and have the audacity to say, you know what, if I did it for my cousin for free, I can probably do it for someone else who will pay me. What's up, guys? Have you ever been just like chilling on the couch and trying to find something to watch on Netflix and you're browsing, you're scrolling and you just can't seem to find anything that you either one haven't already watched or just doesn't seem that interesting? Well, I have the solution for you, because if you're listening to the Melanin Money show, then I know that you care about taking your financial life to the next level. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks. So instead of Netflix and chill, you can Financial Flicks and chill and you can find on-demand videos across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship. And right now, you can test drive Financial Flicks for just a dollar by clicking the link in the show notes. Go to melanamoney.com forward slash Financial Flicks and check out all of the on-demand videos we have, plus all the other features that you'll get access to by joining today. That's a whole fact. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, uh, Ellie's one of my clients as well. Um, for those who don't know, I'm a financial advisor. Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, and one of, in our very first conversation when we were considering working together, uh, something that uh, came out in that conversation, she actually asked me at the time, she already made it over a million dollars. And she asked me, she said, well, do you think I can be a financial advisor? Right? And it, it was because at that point, she was at a place where she had made the money so fast that her mindset was catching up to the million. Right? Yeah. So yeah. what have you done uh, over the past couple of years to 
really step into the identity of a millionaire? Ooh, you guys need a deep question. <laughs> you guys need deep questions. Yeah. Um, you know, that's so, that's so interesting, right? You know, because it is, it is a different thing to, you can have a million in your bank account, right? I want you guys to realize, like, you can have a million in your bank account, but that doesn't make you a millionaire, right? What makes you a millionaire is assuming the identity. And what makes you a millionaire is thinking about money in a different way. And you have to prepare yourself to be a seven-figure earner before you become one. Otherwise, the money will leave your account. Real quick. <laughs> like, if you're still as a $50,000 earner, when that million comes into your account, because you still see yourself as a $50,000 earner, somehow $950,000 will leave your account and you'll be back to $50,000, right? So really connecting with the mindset and believing that you deserve it, you know? I want you guys to know that as hard as I work on the outside to make the money, I work so hard on the inside to tell myself that I deserve it and to really own it. Because, you know, something that I shared with you when we first spoke is I used to carry a lot of guilt. And sometimes it still shows up, right? Being the first one to make such a significant amount of money and then seeing your whole family and you want to help everyone, right? You want to write everyone a check. But, but this is how wealth ends up leaving by the second or third generation, right? So, so working through that guilt, I recognized that I had to shed some of those money mindset, negative money mindset patterns I grew up with in that there's never enough money, living paycheck to paycheck, always struggling to pay bills. So when money comes, you feel guilty because you're not struggling anymore, because all you knew was struggle. So some of the things that I've had to actively do to just you know, embrace this millionaire mindset are, you know, as simple as affirmations, telling myself, I have enough, right? Money is abundant. Money is always going to flow to me. And not only is it always going to flow, but I deserve for it to flow to me. Somebody say, I deserve to be a millionaire. I deserve to be a millionaire. Let me hear it again. I deserve to be a millionaire. I you have to tell yourself that every day because something that came to me earlier this morning is, you know, the money that we have in our account is really just a manifestation of how, we, how much we value ourselves. And sometimes we don't want to own that, mm. right? Yes, we want to see it as separate. We want to see that the money we make is because that's how much our boss is deciding to pay us. But really, it's not. When you decide to value yourself and see yourself the way that God sees you, your bank account will reflect that. Mm. <laughs> yes. You know, on, on the show, we... Um we, we do like to get tactical at times, yeah. right? Because there's a lot of fluff information on the internet. Yeah. And just people just, you know, giving out gems with any context. Mm -hmm. So in your journey, in your evolution, what's some things that you've identified as like, hey, if you do this, this, and this, mm. you're going to get some money. Oh, yeah. Right? Can you give, I know you got so many, but can you give us something that... Yeah, yeah, money? for sure. Um, and I think that's important, you know? Yeah. I want you guys to know that it's very possible, as amazing as it sounds, it's very doable. And one of the things that you all should be investing in heavily as we go into 2023 is your content and your public brand. You know, we often pay attention to real estate on the ground, on earth, but now I want you guys to really focus on digital real estate. 
and your digital real estate, how much space you can take up on the internet is directly connected to how much content you post. And you know, people think it's funny when I say that like I literally have posted three times a day since July of 2020 on Instagram, <coughs> literally. I don't really run ads, not because I don't like to, but it just hasn't come into my business model yet, right? I don't do other things. I create content every single day that allows me to reach millions of people. That's digital real estate. Where else can we get in front of potentially a million people without paying a dime, right? So if you want to 10x, 20x, 100x your brand, I'm telling you, even just by the law of large numbers, the more content you post, one of them in a 30-day period is going to get viewed by at least 100,000 people. And 100,000 people, even if just 1% of those people click the link in your bio and buy something, what's 1% of 100,000? That's, that's 1,000, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 1,000 people. Uh, financial advisor right here. Yeah, he, he knows the numbers. But that's 1,000 people. And 1,000 people who buy your product for $20. Mm -hmm. How much is that? 1,000 people for 20? Yeah, 20,000. $20,000. That's $20,000. <laughs> And if you keep doing that, that's $20,000, $20,000. Do that five times, now you're making $100,000 a month. $100,000 a month, that's 1.2 million a year. You did it, right? But I want you to recognize within that, because it sounds like, okay, let me just go post content. It's not just posting. I want you to really understand when you post content that can at least teach or share one educational element with your audience or make them laugh or connect with them in a way that helps them to see where they want to go in the future that's how you're going to build community that's how you're going to build followers so don't aim to create content that you think is perfect just create content that actually teaches someone something even if it's just one gem right that's how you begin to essentially grow like wildfire because now people feel like wow when i follow her or his free content I feel good, I learn something, I get something. So what's gonna happen if I pay her, right? What's gonna happen if I actually buy the product? What's gonna happen if I actually enroll in the service? And don't give up when you get 10 views, okay? Can y'all promise? Raise your hand if you're making a deal with me right now. <laughs> I, uh, everybody needs to have their hand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when that one real flops, don't even look at it, right? Right now, you all see my page and see all these followers. I had 300 at the beginning. I used to get three people in my life, and one of them was Raquel, my mother. <laughs> okay? So you gotta keep going. You gotta keep going. Don't even look at the current, right? Create the content. Look at it as every piece of content that you create is a literal member of your sales team. And it will continue to help bring you customers and people all throughout your you know, expansion in this digital real estate market. So I think that would be one real tangible gem that you guys could do right now. Okay. Um, so, since I've known you, you've made me a lot of money. Yes. Like a lot of money. I have. And I thank you for that. Yes, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> one of the most valuable lessons you ever taught me was how to show up every day. Right? Yeah. You went live every day for like six months, right? Six or nine months. And then I think, I don't think you ever remember telling me this quote, but you said, going live, turns your followers into fans, and your fans will make you a fortune. 
right? So what, uh, how important is it to, how important is it to show up every single day when it comes to your content, when it comes to social media, and when it comes to your business? Yeah. Um, that's a great that's a great point. And I think you know everyone's business model is going to be different, mm -hmm. right? So some of you may decide you want to be silent business owners. You just want to create the store, you want to go make the money, and that's it. And that's fine. But if you know that you want to have a business where people associate you with your brand, then you have to show up, right? Mm -hmm. If Beyonce, like only ever sang and we never saw her, we never got to see her doing shows. I don't know that our association to Beyonce would be as strong because we don't actually identify, right? You have to recognize that people buy a product because they like the product, that's a part of it, but mostly because they like who's behind the product, right? So building your personal brand is intertwined with building your business brand. And when you have both, it goes so much further, right? Because let's say you sell shea butters and your shea butters are great, but people love your shea butters because of your story behind why you make shea butters, right? Maybe you had eczema, your children have eczema, you healed your three-year-old, whatever the case might be, that is what is going to make people become repeat customers. So when we are thinking about and talking about this digital real estate landscape, in order for people to want to keep showing up for you, you have to show up for them. It's very much a give and receive mentality, right? I even notice myself in my business, when I get into my own, you know, funks, right? This happens where I'm just like, oh, it's too much, I don't wanna do it, da 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 da. Then I notice my, not only my, does my engagement on my page go down, but the way I see my business goes down, everything changes. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a personal financial advisor that you could ask questions to to help you navigate, you know, spending decisions, help you, you know, figure out investments that make sense for you to help you achieve financial success. Well, you no longer have to wonder that because we created that inside the Melanin Millionaires Club with our flagship feature, Pocket Advisor. With Pocket Advisor, it's just like it sounds. You have an advisor right in your pocket where you can ask a real expert, real questions in real time to help you navigate your journey towards financial success. So if you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes, go to melaninmoney.com forward slash pocket advisor to learn how you can get an advisor in your pocket for less than $2 a day. So you've got to recognize that when you show up for you and you see your business as, you know, something that is worth showing up for and that you are worth showing up on a daily basis, then people will keep that same energy to you. And they'll feel like they wanna show up and be your customer. They'll feel like they wanna to continue to tell people about you. So it really is a give and receive. Um, and I know that for you, when you started to really dive in and lock in, right, since we met, everything changed. Facts, facts, facts. And in that vein alone, you mentioned challenges, right? Yeah. So people look at you like, have some of your fans that came up to me like they look at you like like a goddess almost right oh, no, but you're still so human nice. right yeah. and so what are some things that like this version of Ellie still struggles with and how are you overcoming those struggles today mm, I think that this version of Ellie still struggles with consistently trusting myself right how many of y'all ever feel like you're not enough sometimes right yes um, that's very real and I still go through that, right? That's why when I tell you guys having a million or however many million in your bank account is one thing, 
but really consistently telling yourself and believing that you deserve it is, is another. So some of my challenges are trusting myself and knowing that, hey, if I did this in 10 months, I can, I can keep doing this, right? Sometimes we think that when good things happen to us that it's a fluke or that we're just gonna be like a one-hit wonder. But I want you to know the way I tell myself that what you're doing and the ideas that you have and the path that you're on, you're meant to be there, right? Your steps have already been ordered. You might not realize, but it's no coincidence that we're all in this room right now on this day at this time. So many particular circumstances had to line up precisely in order for you to be here and for me to be here. So when I think of that, then I know everything is going to happen as it should. And you should know that as well, right? There is no fear for doubt and there, there is no room for doubt, excuse me, there is no room for doubt, there is no room for feeling like you're not enough when you constantly tell yourself that your steps are ordered and that what you are doing is there and you're doing it because God planted the seed for you to do it. So how could you ever doubt, right? How could you ever be afraid? So those are definitely some things I tell myself on a daily basis. And I think as well, maybe my struggles are, you know, wanting to do enough for my children. You know, I'm a mother of four and I travel a lot. I'm always working. So mom guilt definitely comes up sometimes, you know, where I feel like, am I, you know, out too much? Am I working too hard? Am I not present enough? Um, and so the way that I try to balance that is just to say, you know what? I am working like this so that I set them up to where they never have to receive a stimulus check. They never have to know what it's like to be on EBT. They never have to know what that is like. So they'll thank me for this later, even if right now they want me to you know, play PlayStation or play Elsa dolls, right? <laughs> and I can't do it now, but I think in the future they'll really understand why mommy had to be working the way I'm working. I love that, I love that. I yeah. feel like um, you, touched, you, you talked about planting the seed, right? Yes. And I feel like there's a seed planted in you that allows you this ability to be super creative. And yeah. You have this creative process because for anybody who is establishing their digital real estate, you understand that like you have to be creative. You do. Like you really make do. it fun. Yeah. And so, can you walk us through your process? So yes. I'm sure a lot of people. Can y'all raise your hands if you've started? on the track of, oh, I have a course, I have some digital real estate, like, can you have Or a digital product, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we got a lot of newbies, a lot of room yes. here. Yes, yes. So can you walk us through your process from, oh, I think my people might need this, to actually creating it, to mm. launching it. Can you walk us through that process? Yeah. So this is, su this is such a good question because, you know, I know a lot of the time when we try to create content, you run out of ideas, you don't exactly know what to come up with. But there's so much information on the internet and some of the places that you can look, um, for example, right? So does everybody use TikTok? Everybody in here use TikTok? Yeah, Instagram? So when you go on TikTok, I want you guys to type in your niche, right? And it's gonna show you a bunch of videos. What I want you to do is filter those videos um, to the last two weeks or maybe the last three months and then the top liked video. So let's say your niche is self-care. You wanna teach women how to better love themselves and you're gonna search for videos like that. Now, it's gonna show you all those videos that are top liked in the last three months, but what I want you to do is I want you to go to the comment section. Now, you can also hire someone to do this, okay? You can hire someone on Fiverr to do this work, but I want you to go into the comment section and I want you to look at and write down all of the questions in the comments that are unanswered, okay? 
because those are people who are in your niche, who are interested in self-care, who need the information, and currently haven't gotten the answer that they need. And so from right there, you're able to pull out the questions that you then need to go and create content to, to become the answer to those questions. Another way that you can find this information is using websites like answerthepublic.com is a really great one. Another one that I recently found is called Uber Suggest. It's by Neil Patel. So same process. You're going to enter in your niche, right? Self-care, real estate, whatever it might be. And it's going to generate hundreds of questions that people have asked online within the last two weeks about that niche, about your industry. And all those hundreds of questions, your job at that point is to sit down, put your phone on the tripod in front of your ring light, and I want you to answer each of those questions in under a minute. If you have 100 questions and you answer each of them with 100 <coughs> videos, that's 100 days worth of content, right? And by what we said earlier, 100 days worth of content, it just takes one of those to go viral and completely change the trajectory of your business. So that's a really you know, easy and tangible way that you all can go create content like today. Can y'all do that today? Let me hear you say yes. Yes? yes? OK. I love, that. I love that. Super easy. Um, so you recently got engaged. Oh. Well, like, well, truth, truth be told. You know, I know. Yeah, you know, yeah. a little bit longer, but the public found out. <laughs> yes. Um, can, I, can I get that story right quick? I'm, I'm going to let you ask you a question. Sure. Ellie, is it okay if I disclose it? Yes, you can share. Okay, you can share. So, <laughs> Ellie, <laughs> Ellie told me when she got engaged like four months ago, I was like, oh, congratulations. I was like, you posted yet? She's like, I'm not posting my engagement without having a call to action. You crazy? I was like, yo. yo. No, you got to make but, it uh, right. She practice what she preached. Like, yes. No, that, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yes. And so, now you're this, you're this boss, you're this millionaire, you're engaged, <laughs> you're a mom. Crazy. Tell That's us crazy. a little bit about the, the thought process now of like, okay, well, some women feel like they have to shrink themselves, right, mm. when, when it comes to being in a relationship. So what is it like mm. navigating a relationship at this level? Because it's not like it's a come up story where y'all both started out. I know. It's here, very different, right? yes. So like, talk, us, talk us through like the mindset around just like, what is that like going into that situation? Are you, are you already talking prenups? Like, just kind of unpack that for us a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he just slid that in there. Prenups, what are we doing? What are we doing? That's my financial planner. What are we doing? Right. Right. He's my oh. financial advisor. He's like, hey. <laughs> um, well, funny thing is, yes, you know, my fiance is actually the one who asked me for a prenup. Like, he wanted to make sure that that was already on the table because, you know, he was married before. He's got his businesses. He knows I have mine. And he's like, look, I just want to make sure we clear that right away, right? I don't want you to think anything. I don't want to think anything that we are with each other for anything other than just being with each other. So prenup, chick, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. Um, but I will definitely say, you know, I set the intention, and George knows this, mm -hmm. and a few of my friends know this, because last year, um, I think that, was that the beginning of 20? That was the end of 20? End of 2021. Where are we? It's oh, yes, end of 2021. Where are we? Where are we? Because <laughs> the time is going so fast. So end of 2021, I spoke out loud to my friends, to George, you know, to a few other people in my life, and I said, I really want next year to be the year that I, like, find my person, you know? Um, because coming out of a divorce, I didn't know 
you know, if I was going to have the opportunity to be married again, especially as a mother of four. I mean, there's just so many things that come along with it. Um, but I really set the intention and I did the work. You know, I recognized that I was going to be going into the dating world with a very different income than most people. And as well, that I wanted to be able to find someone who could see that, but also have their own thing to where that is not all of who I am, right? So I had to go to therapy. I had to really sit down and, and heal from my past um, and really make sure that not only, you know, we, we tend to think a lot about what we want in a person. You know, I want my man to be this, tall, fine, loyal, all the things, right? <laughs> we want all the things. You know, we want him to have money. And yes, all of that is great. But I also had to look at, hmm, if I want a man of that caliber, what does that man want? Right? I want him. I got my list. I know he better be this, this, and that, or otherwise don't even call me, right? You know it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is gonna tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. But what does he need from me? And so I had to really focus on, you know, me having money isn't enough, especially to a man that has money. It's like, okay, and? So I had to really look at if, there was, if those are the reflections and the qualities that I want in a person, then probably that person, what type of qualities would they want in their woman? And so I had to look at how can I be that? How can I be this boss and do my work, but then also know how to turn that off, right? And be a feminine woman when I'm with him, you know? Making sure that I can always answer both calls and at the right time, you know? Um, so it's definitely been an interesting journey, but I feel so grateful. I'm so excited. I think that the fact that I prayed for it and now it's here, it's no mistake that I was supposed to have it. Mm. You know? It's no mistake. Okay, so yes. one of the things I'm, I think I'm most proud of you now as a, as a friend is, um, so you made the money in the, in the year before, but you've been really intentional about deploying it in the places so that your kids are good. Like you yes. have like apartment buildings for each kid. Can you kind of walk us through the equity plays you've been doing? Yes. How you set your family up for success? Yes, equity is so key. Um, and the funny thing is I, you know, knew that when I reached out and hired George, or when we met, um, I told him, I really want to make sure that this money doesn't disappear. You know, I want to make sure that my kids see this when they're grown. I want to make sure that their kids see it. You know, that was always so important to me because I already knew what it was like to be broke. And I'm like, I don't want to go back. I am not trying to go back. I don't want my kids to have to, even though they don't probably remember, but I don't want my kids to have to go back. So some of the things that I actively do to build wealth, um, number one, I hire my children into my business. Hey. Yes, as all of you should. And I not only hire them, but I also invest for them in a custodial Roth IRA. So some of y'all might have been in my Mommy Millionaire challenges or you've seen my um, posts, but you can hire your children I mean, pretty much from as young as two, but ideally most people start at age six or seven. And you can pay them up to $12,950 a year 
and invest up to 6,000 in the IRA, so I do that. Another goal that I have is to have two real estate properties for each of my children. So, so far I'm at four, um, so one for each, but I'm going to continue moving up that train. Um, and I also just funded my trust for my kids, so hey. they're officially, <laughs> yes. They are officially trust fund babies, so I love that. And we should normalize trust funds all the time in the black community, right? Um, so these are just a couple of the things that I'm doing and investing. And, you know, I'm always thinking about the future. Something that I do, which I want to leave you guys with as well, as a tip, you know, we all like nice things, right? We like bags, we like shoes, we want designer. But something that I have really trained myself to do is even though I could go and buy pretty much whatever I want right now, I will not allow myself to give in to another Chanel bag or Gucci bag or Dior bag until I create the stream of income that's going to buy it for me. So right now, my current goal is this like $7,000 Fendi bag. It's on my uh, wall at home. Is that the same one we saw the Houston mall? It, it is, okay, okay, yes. Okay. And he was there. Yeah. And I was like, I really could she swipe my card right, right now. Like, no, no, but I was you. like, no. <laughs> I was like, I got to earn it. So now, you know, when I buy it, it will be because I created a stream of income that made the 7000 for me. And this is how we start thinking in wealth, right? It's different to think in rich. Rich is like, ooh, I want it right now. Wealth is, mm, I want it even if it's a couple years from now, right? That is how we make that money last. So I did the same thing with my Dior bag. I knew I wanted this Dior bag. I wasn't gonna go spend the 4,000 on it. So last year, I bought a semi-truck, leased it out to this uh, trucking corporation, earned the money, and then bought the Dior bag, right? So this is how you make sure that your money really lasts for you versus giving into, you know, right away indulgences. That can be fine sometimes, but when we think in wealth, we think in years. That's a fact. Well, one of my favorite quotes is actually the original quote, by the way. Riches is measured in money, but wealth is measured in time. Yes. Right? Um, because, you know, anybody can make the money, but do you own your time? Right? Yeah. So what you do, when you do want to do it, whoever you want to do it with, for however long you want to do it. Yes. Right? That's what we have to start thinking about when it comes to wealth, right? You have to put yourself in position. Um, speaking of wealth, um, so after this part of the podcast, we're going to transition into a brief segment. For those of you all who don't know, how many people were in the most recent Mommy to Millionaire uh, challenge or program that are here? Right? Show of hands. There's a few we got in here. here. Yeah. So we, had, so, so we actually, we'll talk more about it in a second. We actually yeah. had 45. Yeah, forty-five women that got trust, yep. and full estate plans, investment accounts, policies, life insurance, investment accounts, and like literally, right, started to establish the foundation for their wealth. So, yes. tell us a little bit about the motivation for even doing that, those types of things, right? Yeah. Because obviously, as you are making the money and then you're building the wealth, where does this desire come from to like do help other people do it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I absolutely love Mommy to Millionaire. It's one of my brands and. You know, I realized when I was going through the process of starting to make money, something told me like, wow, I'm a single mother and I'm completely changing my life. And there's millions of other single mothers that need to know this is possible and that need to be able to identify with a single mother who's actually doing it and doing it in front of 
their face, you know? I don't delete any of my posts. Like, you can go on my page and see posts from the living room in July of 2020 because I always want women to know it's very possible, you know? And not only is it possible, but you will achieve it. It's just a matter of time. So my motivation behind creating Mommy to Millionaire is to really show mothers, whether they be single or not, that you know, you becoming a mother, whatever circumstance you're in, that's just the beginning of your journey. What's going on, guys? George Ashton Pong here, and I am the founder of Melanin Money, the number one brand for wealth builders of color. You know, I look at wealth building like a sport. In every sport, you got to have a uniform. And so what is the official uniform for wealth builders of color? That's where Melanin Money comes in. So if you go to melaninmoney.com and use code MELANIN15, you'll get 15% off your order of the entire store. And I think you're going to absolutely love our latest editions, right? It's literally a um, productized emotion of what it feels like to build black wealth, right? But you get to wear it. Um, you get to share the world, like your hard work that you're doing on this journey of building wealth. And we can't wait for you to join Team Black Wealth by shopping melaninmoney.com. And you can absolutely, even if you're doing it by yourself, you can absolutely stunt on your ex and go make millions of dollars. <laughs> that part. You can absolutely go make millions of dollars and you can do it your way and you can make sure you pass it down to your kids and you can do it and you can completely heal and you can go get married again if you want to, right? So that was really, and Mommy to Millionaire is really my way of showing women, your story isn't over just because it's dark right now, you know? You are being planted and here are the steps that you need to take to go and bloom. So the challenge that we did last year, um, we focused on helping women get life insurance, um, as well teaching them how to scale their business, how to get funding, how to secure their trust. And then didn't we also help issue out over $130 million? $130 million in microchips. Yes, yes. So that's real wealth. Like that's real tangible legacy. That's really women getting policies, securing investment accounts, for their children. And you know, when we think on a wider scale about the wealth gap, right? Not just that black women earn significantly less than any other group, but as well that the net worth, average net worth of a black woman is zero dollars going into negative, right? That's a problem, right? We have to urgently address this. And so programs like this, and even just being in this room, each of us are taking an active stance to say, the, the average net worth might be zero, but not me, not my net worth. Somebody say, not my net worth. Not my net worth. Not my net worth. And every person who takes a stance and decides that that's not going to be their story, that is how we start increasing the wealth in black households. That is how we start passing down wealth. That is how we start changing the conversation. So it really is a great movement. It really is. It's amazing. Um, and as we close out here, um, Black women are what they call double minorities, right? Yeah. Um, so what the, to you in particular, what does being a melanin millionaire mean to you? Mm, being a melanin millionaire. Um, I feel like being a melanin millionaire is, I feel like it's hope, you know? I really feel like it's hope. I feel like it is us 
being, you know, our ancestors' wildest dreams personified. And when I was in college, I majored in African-American studies. So like, I'm low-key a Black Panther. Y'all just don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm very revolutionary. Yeah. I just don't really get a chance to talk about it. Um, but you know, it's so powerful what we're doing because having LLCs, right? Having trusts, even, even being able to know that your money is going to stay in your bank account. These are privileges our ancestors as short as 100 years ago didn't have, right? Mm -hmm. Let's think about the fact that Black Wall Street was burned, right? Let's think about the fact that bank accounts were often seized. We had no ability to actually say, I'm going to pass this down to my children. What? Every piece of land that black individuals own, unless they were able to keep it, was always seized. So being a melanin millionaire for me, I feel like is, is taking back all the millions that were stolen from us for hundreds of years. Mm. And so when I think about getting tired or when I think about stopping or when I think about, oh, I've made enough, I, I never even allow myself to indulge in that because no amount of money I could earn could ever replace the, the billions that have been taken. So I think every day when we wake up, we think about not only the legacy that we want to leave behind for our current children, but we should also think about the legacy that we want to replenish that was taken away hundreds of years ago. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.